Good morning. We are, I believe, in the final day of booklet season. So if you don't have the paper booklet uh, handy, uh, there's a link to it in the chat bar. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 19, found on page 351 in the Book of Common Prayer. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. One day telleth another, and one night certifieth another. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them. Their sound is gone out unto all lands, and their words unto the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a giant to run his course. It goeth forth from the utmost parts of the heaven, and runneth about unto the end of it again and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is an undefiled law, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, giveth light unto the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, they than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant taught, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can tell of how oft he offendeth? 
or cleanse thou me from thy secret faults. Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins, lest they get dominion over me. So shall I be undefiled and innocent from the great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth verse of the third chapter of the book of the prophet Micah. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets, who make my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against him, who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore you shall have night without vision, and you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed, and the diviners abashed, Indeed, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin. Here endeth the first lesson. Now turn to our booklets, or the Echideus. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, he also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the first chapter of Second Timothy. Paul, an apostle of, Je of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as I did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first with your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 
Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in sufferings of the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a, to a holy calling, not because of our words, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now have manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for which I was appointed to preach, appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believe, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until the day that has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Here endeth the second lesson. The Dignus Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb, that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who hast committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee, by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who, at, who as at this time didst teach the hearts of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have right judgments in all things, 
and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through the merits of Christ Jesus, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. I want to start with the final verse from our psalm, because it's a verse that preachers often use at the beginning of a homily. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Today is the last day after Whitsunday, the day that American Christians now call Pentecost. Whitsunday or Whitsun are the terms are that the English have used since at least the 11th century for the Feast of Pentecost and the week of celebration after it. It is believed to refer to the ancient custom of the newly baptized to wear white robes after baptism since Pentecost Sunday, like Easter Sunday, was a historic time for baptisms. This week we've been celebrating three things. The sending of the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit as we now say, on the day of Pentecost. How that, secondly, how that first Pentecost led to the formation of the Apostolic Christian Church, which we see worked out in the Acts of the Apostles. And finally, on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, the Ember Days that originally focused on the calling of men to ordain ministry, bishops, priests, and deacons. However, in our diocese, we now use Ember Days to consider the increase of both ordained and lay ministry. So for the second and third themes, last night in Acts 6, we had the calling of Stephen and six other men to be the first deacons, the third of the threefold order of ordained ministry found in the New Testament. And one that passage makes clear is distinct from the priesthood. Last night also gave us the gift of the potential costs of being a Christian minister or clergyman as Stephen was arrested, which we know in Acts 7 will lead to his trial and martyrdom. All three of these themes are visible in our two lessons today, with a specific emphasis on speaking the truth of God's word, no matter what the price. This latter point was also mentioned in our psalm, when the hearer is called to believe in and follow the law, the earliest of the Hebrew scriptures. Our Old Testament lesson is an excerpt from the third chapter of Micah in which the prophet calls out judgment on evil leaders and prophets who lead their people astray. Micah is explicitly attacking the rulers of Samaria in the northern kingdom of the 8th century BC who, because of their faithful, faithlessness, are about to be captured and their cities destroyed. But there is the implication from Micah that the southern kingdom will, for the same reason, share a similar fate, as we know happens 125 years later. The four verses we have today are criticizing 
his contemporary prophets, specifically for telling the kings and other rich patrons exactly what they want to hear, for saying what will make these patrons happy, and for not preaching the word of God. Of course, this is a call against any form of false teaching made in the name of God. Verses 6 and 7 show that the cost of this will be that these false prophets will be in darkness, i.e. they'll lose the gift of prophecy. Micah concludes in verse 8 by describing his own true prophecy, which comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin. Finally, our New Testament lesson is about Timothy, who is mentioned 28 times in the New Testament. Timothy was a godly man, raised by a Jewish mother and grandmother who had read the Hebrew scripture, who had him read the Hebrew scriptures. St. Paul met Timothy during his second visit to Timothy's hometown of Lystra around AD 50, and the two men worked to found the churches in Corinth, Thessalonica, and Philippi. Timothy is emblematic of the office of bishop in the New Testament because he was ordained by Paul to oversee multiple churches. The Greek word episkopos is the New Testament word that Anglicans, Catholics, and the Orthodox translate as bishop, but evangelicals translate as overseer. Tradition holds that Timothy was the first bishop of Ephesus, an ancient city on the Aegean Sea. Here we have the beginning of the second and final letter that St. Paul wrote to Timothy. It shows the obvious affection that Paul had for his longtime traveling companion, who was at least 20 years younger. Verse 5 compliments Timothy for the faith that he received from his mother Lois and his grandmother Eunice. Verse 6 highlights the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. While verse 7 reminds the reader of the spirit of power and love that both men have received, an implicit reference uh, to the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, as we say in the King James, that is made explicit in our final verse today. In the remainder of this passage, Paul summarized the call of, the or of an ordained or lay minister of the Christian faith to live out the call our call to fulfill God's purpose and grace, to confidently proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, who, as Paul says, has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, and to bear whatever suffering or other burden is required to do so. Paul concludes by saying, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me, in faith and in love which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Thus, the, the last seven verses of today's passages are verses that any Christian should read to think about their faith and their call to ministry and evangelism. We now return to page 10 of our booklet. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, 
upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil. Give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or state. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who has committed to thy holy church the care and nurture of thy children, enlighten with thy wisdom those who teach and those who learn, that rejoicing in the knowledge of thy truth, they may worship thee and serve thee from generation to generation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Greetings to all of you in California from Texas. Thank you, Barbara and Barbara, for making this morning's worship possible. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Thank, Thank you, Joel. Barbara and Joel. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.